We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today. What is happening, everybody? It's Tuesday afternoon. We have the final golf major of the year taking place this week, the British Open, or as other people also call it, the Open. I'm here with Eric Linquist. We are going to break it down in full. So as you guys come into us, favor, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are sponsored by DraftKings Rainmakers, which is what we are going to be covering here on this show. And if you guys have not checked out Rainmakers yet for PGA, number one, get on it. We're pretty deep into the year at this point. But also, if you haven't yet, Go check out the link we have below because that is going to get you a totally free starters pack for this week's event. Well, really for any week's event because the cards are good for the rest of the year. But you're also going to be able to get a lot of golfers for this week's event because a lot of the premier golfers are going to be playing in the open. So you're going to get to choose a stud golfer. Is this going to be the event that we tell people to pick somebody other than Scotty Scheffler, Eric, or is it still Scotty Scheffler? Yeah, I mean, Rory McIlroy is now the betting favorite uh, by pretty noticeable margin. Uh it it was the same thing last week. I said, Rory McIlroy, I'd be fine starting packs with him, especially as you're getting into this swing of the season. And then the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs, which he kind of owns. He absolutely owns those golf courses, especially when you get to the Tour Championship. His record at East Lake is ridiculous. So uh, this is more of a coin flip than it's been at any other point in the season. But because Scheffler is still more expensive in the secondary market, I'd still go Scheffler. All right. So there we have it. It's still going to be Scotty Scheffler. And then... I'm also kind of curious to ask you, as we're approaching the Open here, right? It is the final major of the year, and this is what we've really been focusing a lot on in terms of golfers that we might want to invest in for the rest of the year, and a lot of it has come down to like, hey, we had the Scottish Open last week, and not only will we talk about that event, we've also always talked about it in terms of which golfers might look good for the majors coming up, because that is what has the biggest prize pools. So I'm curious, once we get past this, this being, you know, the final major of the year with the extended prize pools, what else are you going to be looking for in this event in terms of golfers you might want to be holding on to for the rest of the year? Yeah, it's getting down to the FedEx Cup playoffs. I mean, that's going to be a big part of what I do here going out to the end of the season. Now, this will run through the fall as well. So you're going to get the beginning of the 2023-2024 PGA Tour season. These cards have utility until December 31st. Any event that's going to happen between now and then is pretty much going to be happening in the months of uh, August, September, October, November. December is just a dead month for golf. There won't be uh, any noticeable events. I don't think there's a single Rainmakers event that's listed for that over on DK Nation. But I'm going to be paying attention to guys who have played in the FedEx Cup playoffs, people who already are sitting well within that top top 20, top 25 Players that might be a little bit surprising in terms of world golf ranking, guys like Sepp Straka, who I've brought up a million times on this program, guys who have had pretty good course history on Bermuda, guys like Sam Burns, they make sense. 
Uh, I want to look at course fit a little bit when you go to the FedEx St. Jude, when they're going to be playing on Bermuda grass coming down uh, the last three events there of that PGA Tour season, the BMW Championship, which they have great qualifiers for. I'd be jumping in that here this week in the Rainmaker Streets as well. Uh, a great FedEx Cup event, uh, the middle of the FedEx Cup events. So be able to jump in that for a cue. But I'm looking at specific different types of fits for those courses. And then guys who just have been playing well. So it won't shock you that they're going to end up being more expensive. And let's do that. By the way, anything else you want to add is like overarching thoughts, or do you want to just dive into the, uh, the open championship now? Yeah. Be very aware of guys who finish in the top 10, who aren't necessarily the, the Rory McIlroy's, the Scotty Scheffler's. I think everybody knows to go get them. Everybody knows they're going to be at East Lake, barring some kind of a fluke injury or things of that nature. Pay attention to guys who might be sneaking themselves into that top 30. It's going to be more limited this season. It doesn't start at the 125 and narrow down. It's a more condensed field throughout these FedEx Cup playoffs than it's been in years past. So it's even more important to make sure that you have the right pieces of that field. We'll be talking a lot about how to react to players live during that event, mainly because once you know that somebody's dead for that FedEx Cup playoffs, you know any event that they're going to play for the next two weeks isn't going to be with rainmakers it will not be uh, on the pga tour so you want to make sure that those players as you're narrowing it down to those top 30 that you have a huge allotment a huge portfolio so you can take advantage of the tour championship in a way other players can't so let's start talking about this event like you just mentioned here you want to also kind of try to look at who are some of the golfers who are not the studs that might be able to wiggle into the top 10, but we still got to talk about the studs here. And if you do look at our projections that we have for Rainmakers, which are totally free over at stochastic.com, and going to throw these into the YouTube chat right now and see we've got people in there who are saying what's up and asking us some questions. So shout out to uh, Casey Henry, shout out to Ryan Rennebaum. And Ryan's typically in here asking us questions about, you know, the Rainmakers and Showdown and whatnot. So uh, Ryan, appreciate you. So you got some questions you already left in there. But let's start at the top. And Ryan did ask us a question related to Rory McIlroy being the captain of choice. As you mentioned, he is currently the sports betting favorite, which, I mean, who would have thought we could have a tournament that involves Scotty Scheffler where he is not the betting favorite, but that is the case we're running into right now. If you could only play one captain this week, would it be Rory? Would it be Scheffler? Or would it maybe be John Rahm or somebody else? So if you go to the players page, if you go to the Rainmakers players page, you're going to see that there is a huge allotment of players like Scotty Scheffler and like Roy McIlroy. And because they have so many additions available to them, they're going to be by far the most popular plays. Now in single entry last week, I brought these numbers up because I wanted to kind of talk a little bit of game theory because Scotty Scheffler and Roy McIlroy are going to be by far your most popular captains as they should be. Now that means that anything else that you do is probably going to be more optimal, mainly because Scotty Scheffler ended up 34% totally owned, 27.8% owned in that single entry contest that I played in last week. I don't think their chances of being optimal in this event, this specific event is as high. Now you do add John Rahm, you add some other top tier players. So maybe they don't reach that allotment, but the main players that we add to this field that I think have to be at least discussed about because I don't think that they're going to apply necessarily to Rainmakers, but to DFS. But through through a certain lens, they apply to Rainmakers. You have Cameron Smith. You have Brooks Kepka, You have all of these live guys showing back up. But it doesn't affect the ownership in terms of Rainmakers for this product. So 
I do think the number one captain option remains Scotty Scheffler this week. Roy McIlroy probably just slightly, slightly behind for my money, mainly because Scotty Scheffler, he's had top 15s now for 18 straight events. He is one away from tying Tiger Woods for the longest streak in the last 40 years. That is a dumb number. Now, I think that kind of predictability with Scotty Scheffler, the predictability with his ball striking, elevates him just a small, small amount ahead of Roy McIlroy, even though I think Roy McIlroy, not to say that he has more upside, but I do think his win equity is understandably a little bit higher, but I can still get away with Scotty Scheffler being a top 10. It's hard to imagine I can survive a Roy McIlroy finishing 20th, 25th, which I think has a higher likelihood of happening than it does for Scotty Scheffler. So I'm going to say Scotty ever so slightly, but because of these live golfers being added into the stratosphere, they don't exist in Rainmakers. Jordan Spieth doesn't exist. Ricky Fowler doesn't exist. There are enough cards that are missing that I think you see extreme ownership on Scheffler and McIlroy in the captain slot. So with that in mind, because that does really relate to the question we got from Ryan Rennebaum in the YouTube chat where he said, is Rory too chalky at captain or should he go to somebody else like a Hovland or a Lowry? And then he also said, thanks to the Popes of Rainmakers DFS. <laughs> we've, we've been, we've uh, been, been called the Popes of Rainmakers DFS. I mean, in fairness, I don't really think there's very many people doing content for Rainmakers outside of us, but I'll, I'll take the PGA I'll take DFS the golf fans. That, that is true. Jason Roslin, I believe is doing some, uh, some Rainmakers content as well, but still few and far between. Anyway, to Ryan's question, he has a Rory, I assume, based on this question. Should he be playing Rory at captain? You just mentioned how popular you think he's going to be because of how many more cards there are of Rory McIlroy and Scotty Shuffler than other golfers. But he's considering guys like Lowry, Victor Hovland. So do you think he should just roll with Rory at captain or should he be going elsewhere? Depends what your other cards are. This is, this is kind of the conversation point for it. Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, they're going to be overowned in the captain spot relative to their chances of being the optimal captain. They are still, I think, your best captain options as long as you aren't playing the stone cold chalk directly behind them. So I have Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Sander Shoffley, and Tyrrell Hatton. I think that that's pretty clearly my optimal for this week. I think Victor Hovland, you can make an argument for fitting into that top uh, end as well. And I think this golf course is going to play pretty difficult. We saw it in 2006 with Tiger winning, 2014 with Roy McIlroy winning. I think as long as you aren't chalky behind them, like as long as you're playing, you know, maybe a Thigala or a Tom Kim. Hey, that worked out well last week, huh? Denny McCarthy, something random off the board with your other pieces. You can still run into lineups that can be positive EV. But if you're jamming the stone cold chalk directly behind them, think of how much overlap you're going to have for people like me who might be building that out. And I'm doing it specifically for single entry. I'm trying to rotate a couple of pieces around. I'm not trying to just play stone cold optimal in some of these large field 3K to first, uh, for instance, the 35K guaranteed cash in the core contest. I think you can run into lineups as long as you're playing guys who might be eight, nine K in DFS, as opposed to just jamming, jamming the 10 K guys. Uh, in the Rainmakers contest, I think you're okay still playing Rory in that captain spot. And then let's talk about the other end of this, where if you were to get really contrarian at captain, which, I mean, realistically, if you're going to be contrarian at captain, it's kind of like just not playing Scheffler or Rory is probably, like even I think mm -hmm. John Rahm is probably going to be relatively contrarian at captain. If you were playing anybody who was not a Scheffler or Rory McIlroy, and we'll consider that to be contrarian, who would be your go-to guy in that kind of scenario? 
Yeah, so I am entertaining one really crazy thing, and that's just playing a ton of Tyrrell Hatton in the captain spot this week. I think that he's just been in the same way that uh, Scotty Scheffler light, if you will, in terms of his predictability, in terms of his range of outcomes. He missed a cut coming off of a wrist injury uh, that kind of popped up out of nowhere in San Antonio. And other than that, the guy has been elite, like elite elite. He's 9,400 in DFS, and I bet he ends up being very, very popular. Of course, the weather draw matters, but last week played him in single entry. He ended up finishing sixth. We don't have all of the strokes gained data, but let me just tell you, the guy putted really, really well. He's now gained strokes with the putter in every event since the Masters. It's crazy how well he is rolling the rock. He's comfortable on these link style golf courses, has DP World Tour experience, European Tour experience, in addition to playing a ton on the PGA Tour these days. He has not finished outside of the top 20 in any event besides the U.S. Open in his last eight events. This is, again, Scotty scheffler light type of stuff. He is playing so well. It, it's so rare for him to be finishing outside of a top 20 where even in a single entry type format, I think he is one of those guys that is coming in, not underlooked by any means. I think he's still going to be somebody people want to get to, but at $11.95 for a core card or $38 in the in the rare contest where he will be my captain because I think he's best available amongst my cards for the rares, I think he is a great option to try to get different. Yeah, we see Jordan showing him up on the screen right there. And what was the core floor you had said, Eric and Jordan? $11.95. Yeah, so, I mean, you got a guy who the field is definitely a little bit hip to at this point, and somebody who, I'm trying to remember when it was that you were first starting to recommend people get on Tyrrell Hatton, but I don't know what the event was, but I want to say it was something like a month and a half it ago. It was the very first edition of this that we did for the Players' Championship, and then uh, the Masters, I know I definitely brought him up. He finished 34th, nothing special there, but he has been one of the most valuable cards in the Rainmakers game week in, week out when he appears. 19th RBC, third at the Wells, AT&T finished fifth, 15th PGA, 12th at the Memorial, third at the RBC Heritage, 27th US Open, sixth last week. I mean, these are elite, elite results. And if you didn't have Scotty Scheffler doing what he's doing, I think it would get more attention. Yeah. And then I think the other part of this too, that I kind of think is funny about Tyrrell Hatton is I also, I don't recall exactly what his price was at the time we talked about him, but I think it was cheaper than it is now. So mm -hmm. if you guys have taken a little bit of Eric's advice when that was the Players' Championship, what, two months ago, something along those lines? So if you would have bought Tyrrell Hatton cards, number one, you would have gotten really good results out of Hatton. But then number two, if you chose to, you could sell it right now. You already would have profited some on that card that you had bought, and now you'd sell it for a little bit more than what you would have bought for at the time. So uh, Tyrrell Hatton, definitely somebody Eric's been on for a good amount here. But the other side of this now is we look at all these studs in this tournament, and you know it's a major, so you get much loaded field, much more loaded fields than you typically get with some of the other events. Certainly more so than like the Scottish Open that we talked about last week. But when you look at the outlook of a lot of these golfers here, are there any of them you dislike? Do you think the field is going to be on anybody who maybe because of the link style course, maybe the wind, the weather that could have you not wanting to buy cards of on the secondary market, or maybe you wouldn't be playing them in one of your top projected Rainmakers lineups. Anybody like that, any of the stud golfers who are just not for you this week? Yeah, I keep shorting him, and it makes me feel bad. Um, it's been it's been a long time that we've been shorting Sahith Tagala, but we're going to keep doing it. Missed the cut at the Genesis Scottish Open. His off the tee game, man, it has been really, really bad. His swing has gotten extra loopy at the top. 
Uh, I saw Brandel Chambly talking a little bit about it, breaking some stuff down uh, about a month or two ago uh, with some of the issues that he's having, just kind of getting steep, standing up on it, hitting some blocks. And, you know, you've really seen him uh, succeed with the putter forever. I mean, he is one of the best around the green putting players uh, that has come out of college golf in a long, long time, but has really cooled off since his fifth at the RBC Heritage, where we saw the around the green game and the putter gain more than four, uh, sorry, more than five strokes in both of those departments, which is just ridiculous to gain nearly 11 shots in overall around the green game. But you got to get the ball off the tee. And he has been losing 2.7, tons of shots off the tee. You have to be hitting it better. Now, a lot of guys are going to be blistering two irons, but you're still going to have to hit enough drivers on this golf course where I think shorting Sahith Fagala continues to be the way to go. Yeah, and uh, the other thing, too, when you look at this sort of tournament and how our projections look here, is there are a lot of golfers grouped together. Like, even though we have Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy at the top, our top five golfer probabilities are pretty spread out this week relative to some other weeks. We have Scotty Scheffler, 25% chance to be a top five golfer. This is for DraftKings Rainmaker scoring purposes. So it's more or less their projected odds in our data for them to be the number, or, or I should say for their odds to be in the optimal lineup for Rainmaker. So you got Scotty Scheffler, 25%, McElroy, 23%, Rahm at 19.1. The point I'm getting to here is that it's very condensed. It's not like there's one guy where we've seen, you know, there's been weeks where Scotty Scheffler's had like a 40% chance to be a top yeah. five golfer. We don't really have anything like that. So there are a lot of studs in this field that you could kind of mix and match. But we look through the next tier of golfers. So let's say once you get past like the Scheffler, McElroy, Rom, is there anybody in this next tier alongside a Tyrrell Hatton that you think people should get to who could be the top scoring golfer, might even win this tournament outright, but maybe isn't as expensive on the secondary market as a Rory or, or as a Scotty Scheffler? Yeah, he missed a cut last week, but I'm not really that turned off by it. It's Matt Fitzpatrick. I think that he has all of the Open Championship experience. Fun side note, he's playing the same week as his brother. He and his brother played uh, together in New Orleans in the uh, team field event. His brother ended up qualifying for the Open Championship, and so they're going to both be in this field. That's always a fun underlying story, and... Overall, we know what we're going to be getting with him. You get that spiked uh, off the tee game. If you can get that in general, everything else across the board, his iron play, his around the green play, and especially his putter are just dynamic. He's that kind of a player. That was part of last season before he ended up getting injured, of course, with the back injury leading into the Masters. Uh, he, He basically just gained 10, 15 yards off the tee, and he became one of the top players in all of golf pretty instantly because that's what he does. He does everything else besides hit it out there far really, really well. And at a pretty much an elite level. So Matt Fitzpatrick, I think for DFS purposes, also for uh, rainmakers purposes across the board, seems like somebody that uh, I don't think the field is exactly sleeping on by any means, but uh, just a player that routinely going to be in my line of $6.19 as a floor core uh, price, and then $28 in the rare contest. You know he's going to be at East Lake. You know he's already played himself into those type of uh, parameters where he's going to be in that top 30. I think that card has a lot of extra utility, not just after this week. Yeah, and right now we have him with a 1.6% chance to be the overall top scoring golfer and a 6.5%. Yep, 6.5% chance to be one of the top five scoring golfers. So that has him, let's see, if I go to our top page, 
that has Scotty Chef, uh, sorry, a Fitzpatrick, you know, within our top 20 or so mm-hmm. projected golfers, which is, you know, still really strong and really talented potential for him to certainly put up a good sort of fantasy score for this event. Are there any sleepers that you're really liking for this event? Anybody who's got really long odds to win that's going to be crazy cheap on the secondary market, you think might be more alive than the public realizes. So before we move on to that, uh, Shane Lowry, just always have to give him a special shout out. That worked well last week, huh, everybody? 12 looked really good, kind of faded away. Sunday was such an unpredictable day, but we're going to run into some unpredictable days Lots of rain, lots of weather in the forecast. So be on the lookout for tea time draws, maybe being able to stack a couple of cheap cards together and make it work. Uh, but on the very cheap end, uh, I'm going to go back to uh, just throw Gary Woodland's name once again. I think whenever you get on these golf courses where it's lots of stinger two irons playing with a lot of wind, Gary Woodland uh, always jumps to the top of my board. We saw him in 25th last week, ended up shooting 66 there on Saturday. Everybody needed to play well on Saturday to put up a decent result. Shot 71 there on Sunday, but overall the game looked pretty good to me. Um, this is, this is a player that I think we've had a tough time gauging what his form was at random times throughout this entire season. It's nice to see him basically flat across the board at the Travelers the week before. Of course, we don't have the strokes gain data at the Genesis Scottish Open, but it almost always comes down to the putter for him. If we get a a spiked putting week from Gary Woodland, I think he's somebody that sub $3 in in every single core format makes a pretty easy ad as a last man into any of your lineups. I feel like I've had a lot of good classic dfs contests that have just kind of gotten screwed up by gary woodland in some recent events oh sure just sure. just just thinking about some of my uh recent ones where like i'll have i'll have a lineup it's like oh look this one's really good and then he's like the weak link or the one guy that misses the cut when everybody else is top 10 in the lineup uh but i, I have been playing more of the classic pga contest been running some really nice. good lineups there getting close with the help of our sims tool i'd come in ninth in the five dollar last week so i was oh, nice i had I've had lineups up there. Nice. haven't quite taken first in anything yet, but I feel like yeah. I feel like we're getting close. Maybe this will be the week for me. Nice, dude. Yeah, I got fourth last week in the nice. um, in the uh, second iteration of the five dollar. I played like a couple of lineups in that because I I late registered a bunch of things, and it always comes down to like getting a couple of breaks to go your way on that Sunday. But uh, Rory and Robert McIntyre, my two highest owned players, that was awfully fun. Yeah, I had four. What was my lineup last week? I mean, obviously, Mac, uh, McIntyre, Rory. And by the way, if you guys want any info about our Sims, I usually post on like Wednesday. Maybe I'll do it. I'll try to do it a little bit earlier this week because of the start time. But yeah. take notice of the start time because this locks. The, like, so the, the start time, I think it's, it's 135 like 1, 1 East Coast. Eastern 135, yeah. and then it's 1035 for the West Coasters out here with me. So uh, make sure you get them in. In fact, I'm going to be recording my Rainmakers VOD a little bit early as well. Probably going to be throwing that out there today just so that everybody can get the information. Yeah, so just make sure that you guys have that out early. And also, I'm going to try to post some of the content I post on Twitter. But really what I do is, I just run lineups through the Sims and show you guys some of the results in terms of golfers the overweight to golfers I end up coming in underweight to. And uh, yesterday, number one contrarian, sorry, last week, the number one contrarian play that popped up in our Sims tool actually was McIntyre. So that ended mm-hmm. up being something that really did benefit me last week. But getting back to this event, you talked about some long shots that you like there. And uh, in particular, we were just going over uh, some, where did I put the, here we go. I got a million tabs open on my computer. I was looking at the <laughs> wrong one. 
They're I also want to talk about some of the options that we have for Craft and Burn because I saw somebody in the YouTube chat. It was Empire Jeff said that he got the Jason Day starter card yep. today. So I want to look at some of the options that we have to Craft and Burn because this is a really easy free card you can get. They always have a few options that are available at the start of the week, and then usually they'll add in some more as the week goes on. But the current options that are available are... Yeah, I saw Tyrrell Hatton uh, sold out instantly, like in five minutes. Uh, Keegan Bradley was the other one that you were able to go get. That sold out pretty quick. Adam Shank getting really steamed up. A little bit surprising to me how many people just want to fire him up. But otherwise, you have Lucas Herbert, uh, Lucas Air Bear, uh, Brendan Todd, Lee Hodges, and Jason Day. Out of that grouping, uh, Jason Day very clearly the top option to be getting to. One golf course that I do utilize uh, when I'm breaking down data uh, for the Open Championship, I do involve a lot of whistling straights in Wisconsin. And Jason Day has some of the best track record out there. They hosted a Ryder Cup. He obviously was not a part of that considering he's from Australia, but we've seen him have some great success. In fact, winning at whistling straights in the past. And uh, he's generally known as a high ball flight hitter. It's kind of a misconception that you can't be a high ball hitter and still succeed in an open championship. One of the highest high ball hitters of all time, Tom Watson has a bajillion Claret Chugs. So Jason Day, this has been as good a form as we've ran into. I think he's gotten a little bit complacent after he won in San Antonio, or uh, not San Antonio, but uh, when he won the Byron Nelson earlier this season, I think he's kind of put the foot off the gas a little bit. But considering it's the last Open Championship of the season, and if you go across his DK scoring, 28th in DK scoring over his last 50 rounds, 13th in strokes gain off the tee amongst this field, and 7th in putter, his putter is a superpower. And if he spikes that in any given week, he could end up with a W out of the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, three missed cuts after his win, 45th at the Travelers, really losing with the Irons, but I think this is a nice spot to buy low. Why not craft and burn and turn a bad card into something good? Yeah, and that's the key thing here is that uh, you're just able to get better golfers for often shitty golfers. So let's say you guys claim your starters pack, which once again, below in the comment section, click on that on that link, and you're going to be able to get a starters pack from there, which includes a stud golfer of your choosing. Eric and I are recommending Scotty Scheffler. From there, you're going to get a golfer or two that are either not great or maybe they aren't in the field for the Open mm -hmm. Championship. Just go ahead and turn them into a golfer that's better and is going to be playing this week, especially because you have an event in the Open Championship that's going to have bigger prize pools. So uh, if you go in, by the way, the way you find it is if you go on the tab, you're going to see, if you click on Rainmakers, just go to My Cards, and then from there, go to the Craft and Burn, click on PGA, and that's where you're going to see the different options. My phone is a little slow to load, which took me a second to get the ones pulled up here. But... Our friend's a little slow. The town is that way. Very, well, oh, very, very slow today. Very slow. And uh, anyway, like I said, and like you had said, Jason Day, Lee Hodges, Lucas Herbert, Brendan Todd. And also make sure to check these out earlier in the week because like Eric said, there's a Tyrrell Hatton, which sold out immediately because Hatton's super, I, I think this is the most valuable golfer I can remember them putting in one of those craft and burns. It like definitely that. was, definitely was. So go ahead and make sure you check those out on, you know, Monday, right when they get posted. And then we'll always do our best to give you information as well. But, not something we could always do when we're here on Tuesday and they've already sold out. So go check that out earlier in the week, but just a minute left to go here, Eric. So one golfer to pick. Most likely it's probably going to be Rory or Scheffler. So I'm going to say number one, who do you expect to win? And then also if you have to pick a really long shot to win outright, 
who would you pick to win in that kind of sense? All right. So my my pick to win this week, I mean, I, I'll try to avoid the Scheffler Rory chalk because uh, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing with my betting card. Tyrrell Hatton is going to be my pick to go out and win this thing. He is on the betting card. He's going to be somebody that I think across the board, north of 22, 23 to one. Him, Xander Shoffley, like crazy to see about the same odds for those two, but that is just what it is. I, I'm pretty vehemently against the fact that Cantley has lower odds than Tyrrell Hatton. I don't know who is coming up with that, but uh, I know that we're top player probability for Cantley is a little bit higher ever so slightly. But Hatton, definitely going to be my pick there at the top end. And uh, I mean, Lowry's a little bit too short of odds, so I won't go with that. I'm going to go as your complete, complete long shot. Oh, God, I'm torn between two guys. I'm going to go Seb Straka again. I... I love this guy. The iron play can just be elite in such a way where if he has the putter come along for the ride, you run into stuff like he had the John Deere. That was fun, wasn't it? Sepp Straka can be one of the best iron players on planet Earth. And under any circumstances on any golf courses, uh, on any golf course, that can give you access to scores that are only given to, uh, to the guys who are elite in that department. Uh, so if the putter can come along for the ride, it's pretty, pretty crazy to say, but I do think Sepp Strzok has some win equity. All right. And that is going to do it for us. Guys, thank you very much for watching. If you have not done yet, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you want to check out PGA Rainmakers, I've already brought it up a couple of times over the course of the show. But just to reiterate, link below is going to get you a totally free starters pack for PGA Rainmakers. And there's no reason to not take advantage of it. It's free. You have a chance to win some prizes with it. So go check that out. Good luck with all your lineups this week. Later on tonight, PGA Live Before Lock. Are you on it, Eric? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's Wednesday. Oh, sorry. Wednesday tomorrow. Night. Tomorrow night. PGA I'm not Live on it. No, we got, we got Ben back from Saratoga. All right. So if you guys want to check Ben out on PGA Live Before Lock, tomorrow night, <laughs> Ben Raza, Jeff Ulrich, go check those guys out. Good luck, everybody. See you later. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.